It's Saturday, November 19th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The West's diplomatic push at the United Nations Climate Summit faces a major obstacle. The long-running struggle inside the U.S. to deliver funds for the developing world's response to global warming. The U.S. has lagged behind other wealthy countries in providing funds for poor countries to cut emissions and adapt to the effects of climate change. While the Trump administration sharply cut climate finance in its budgets, the Biden administration has promised to boost climate finance to $11.4 billion annually, but its request in last year's budget was cut from $2.7 billion to $1 billion during Senate negotiations amid Republican opposition. As the negotiations in Egypt at the summit known as COP27 enter crunch time, Developing countries are demanding a new fund that would pay for the damage linked to climate change that is sudden or potentially irreversible. The European Union on Thursday said it was willing to create a fund on the condition that wealthier developing countries contribute money as well. That puts U.S. negotiators in a bind. Any money they pledge may not make it through Congress. In other news, the House Republicans had a tough time passing the last farm bill, but it is about to get much harder. The bill is typically reauthorized every five years. The current version expires at the end of September next year, setting up a looming legislative headache for GOP leader Kevin McCarthy of California, who will have a slim majority if he is elected Speaker in January. The cornerstone of U.S. food and agriculture policy, the Farm Bill funds a safety net for farmers through crop insurance and support for those growing key commodities as well as nutrition programs run by the Agriculture Department, primarily food stamps. Spending on current Farm Bill programs is projected to cost almost $1.3 trillion over 10 years, with about 84% of that going to support the food stamp program, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Research Service, which noted that the cost estimates will be adjusted later this year. Congress also approved roughly $20 billion for Farm Bill conservation programs this summer, outside of the normal Farm Bill cycle. Around the world, millions of voters in Kuala Lumpur are headed to the polls for national elections that were called early in an effort to end political instability that led to two leadership changes in Malaysia in as many years, with several shaky rival coalitions fighting to firm up their power. The polls are the first since a historic vote in 2018 when the party that had ruled the Southeast Asian country since its independence in 1957 was defeated following a multi-billion dollar corruption scandal. That outcome raised hopes for cleaner and more democratic governance, but optimism faded as political infighting hamstrung the government and the ousted coalition found its way back into power. Today's vote will either complete its comeback or serve as a lifeline for its opponents. While no one party is likely to win an outright majority in the 222-seat lower house of parliament, most major parties have campaigned under the banner of one of three main coalitions. Back in the U.S., a lake-effect snowstorm has dumped four feet of snow on parts of western New York Friday, with more expected this weekend. The heaviest snowfall hit the southern suburbs of Buffalo, where one area recorded 48 inches as of Friday afternoon, according to the National Weather Service. Two people died from cardiac events related to shoveling or snowblowing, according to Erie County Executive Mark Polenkartz. 
A building in the Buffalo suburb of Hamburg collapsed from the weight of the snow and parts of two highways had to be shut down after vehicles got stuck and a number of tractor-trailers jackknifed due to slippery conditions. And flag-draped fans poured into Qatar on Friday ahead of the Middle East's first World Cup as organizers banned the sale of beer at stadiums, a last-minute decision that stunned FIFA sponsor Budweiser but was largely welcomed by the country's conservative Muslims and shrugged off by some visitors. Many welcome the decision in this conservative emirate, which follows the same austere Wahhabi Islam of neighboring Saudi Arabia, despite allowing beers, wine, and liquor to be sold at discreet hotel bars in the country. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.